afternoon, America, and welcome to The Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. You are listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio. We are happy to have you on board. Happy Monday. Happy, um, you know, happy start to the week. And normally we don't like to start the week around here with the word crisis, but I don't know. It seems like that's the, that's the word of the week, crisis. I'm looking at an article here from the Epic Times. The headline is, America has a teen mental health crisis on its hands. That's what a recent report is, is saying. The report is from the Common Sense Media, and it's the State of Kids and Families in America 2024 report. Uh, yeah, you know, before I dive into this, I, um, I'm i I'm just looking at the headlines here over the week. Now, again, in, in juxtaposed to this headline that America has a teen mental health crisis, I, uh, and I'm going to dive into the article a little bit, and there's some things that, that I disagree with. You know, while it's true, I think the, the, the people being polled in the state of kids and family in America 2024 survey, while while these individuals feel like there's a mental health crisis in teens, I'm here to tell you that any any display that the teens are showing is a symptom of of a deeper crisis. Look at the headlines here. Um, UN says melting Arctic ice is key indicator of climate change, but it's not melting. Okay. The UN's out here. Arctic ice meltation in the Arctic is an indicator of climate change, but yet when you look at the ice in the Arctic, it's not melting. Okay. This headline says a small Arizona town prepares to fight state over illegal immigration. So you got this small little town in Arizona doing battle with the the state government in terms of keeping illegal immigrants out of their community. This headline says security security cameras suddenly pan away as bomb squad responds to January 6th pipe bomb. Isn't that interesting? Right at the moment when... um, when a security camera is going to pick something up, oh, look, it's going to pan away. GOP efforts to shore up election security in swing states face challenges because, I mean, who wants to wants to shore up election security? Nobody I know of. I mean, you, you, you know, you can't have election security. This headline says, as Americans struggle financially, climate agenda set to spark new food price hikes. And, and then, of course, you know, everything we need to know about the Fannie Willis scandal. I just, every single article headline here has one thing in common. And that thing is an attack on the truth. It, it's not true that the Arctic ice is melting, but the UN is out here screaming it's melting and therefore climate change. It is, um, it is a shame that Arizona and the and the local government of of not the local but the state government in Arizona would follow our national governmental policy and not um, 
not defend the Constitution, not defend Americans, not defend the country by opening the border. It's it's a shame that you have J6 people in prison. I'm going to call them, you know, J6 people. These individuals that the FBI and others have uh, erroneously gone after. And, and 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 at the moment when uh, you know some video might might show something, uh, the camera just you know secretly, you know, mysteriously, you know, out of the blue, it just oh, it just it pans over here to this area, uh, and uh, you know then then you've got the the climate agenda. This whole idea of climate change sparking new fruit, new food price hikes that are going to make it even more difficult for families to to afford food. Everything in the news is you could pinpoint a, a battle for truth happening in every single article. One side is promoting a lie. And the other side is attempting to defend the truth. And it feels like the side that is promoting the lie is the winning side. All right. I mean, last week we had this judge in New York, you know, say that, you know, Trump is fined, I don't know, however, you know, $300 million. You know, his sons are fined, you know, $4 million, you know, others in the company. And he's he's banned from doing business in New York. And for what? You know, wh- where's the crime? Where are the victims? Because this judge felt that Trump erroneously set a value to his property, which you know clearly he did not. Uh, there has been you know. I'm not going to dive into it, but you, you've seen the documentation of the the, the value of Mar-a-Lago, the, the value that he placed on it. Someone, you know, showed something in the value of it, you know, 20 years ago or 30 years ago, it, and it, which 30 years ago, the value was higher than what this judge in New York is saying the value should should be at it now, currently. You know, I saw this this article the other day, this report that truckers are planning to uh, stop food delivery. Here's the headline. Truckers plan to stop shipments to New York City in response to political hack Judge Engeron's ruling against Trump and his sons. It just feels like people are, are fed up. It feels like this lie that is is being shoved down the throats of Americans. And it's not just one lie. It's several lies. And it's on several fronts. It, it feels like this effort is reaching a boiling point. I mean, I've got I've got a stack of articles here. You know, one is entitled Newsom sued over transgender policy. Teachers claim they are forced to lie to parents. And we've documented this. We've talked about this. Um 
where, where teachers don't want to have to lie to parents about their kids. They don't want to be told that they have to refer to their to the child as one thing in school, but then do another thing when they're talking to the parents. And teachers feel like parents need to know what's going on. But then you've got state governments, you know, that are issuing these edicts that, uh, you know, force the teachers to lie. You know, I've got another article here. North Carolina school districts wrestle with parents' bill of rights. One school board has reluctantly agreed to adopt the new policy, but another is remaining defiant and refuses to abide by the law. This, you know, we, we talked about the situation in North Carolina where the the, the House and the Senate passed this parental bill of rights that yes, parents need to be notified. The governor vetoed it, but there's a supermajority in North North Carolina. They overrode the governor's veto because they want parents to know what's going on. And now you've got uh, you know school districts that are reluctantly agreeing, and then one that's just flat out refusing, according to this article, because they want to continue promoting the lie. Let's, you know, we've got to, you know, promulgate this lie that, that, um, you know, kids get, should become the other gender and parents don't need to know about it. And then I've got another article here, here entitled Diversity Training Increases Prejudice and Activates Bigotry Among Participants. <laughs> what? What? I thought diversity training was supposed to, you know, destroy uh, racism. I thought it was supposed to end racism. You know, you've got the NFL at, you know, at the, the the back end of their end zones. It says end racism. And then sometimes you'd see it on the back of the helmets, end racism. But yet, you know, at their, their biggest event of the year, the Super Bowl, they have, you know, a, a person singing this song that is billed as the you know, black national anthem. But yet they want to end racism, but they'll, they'll, you know, promote an anthem that is directed at just one race. How is that not racist? <laughs> How is that not racist? Uh, you know, it, we, we, we have kids that are growing up in this world where they are surrounded by lies. And lies are being hammered down their throat 24-7. So it, it's no wonder that this article comes out and says America has a teen mental health crisis on its hands. It's it's no wonder, but the actual crisis is a crisis of truth. And we're seeing it play out in the lives and the thoughts and the reactions of teens because they actually want truth. They're actually desirous of truth. They, they're, they're, they're kids, they're, they're teens. They want to learn. They want to soak things up. They want to absorb information like a sponge. And they're not getting truth. And because they're not getting truth, then we have a, a teen mental health crisis on our hands. But it's in the, in the way they're responding to the actual crisis of truth. All right, this article says a high percentage of those likely to vote in the 2024 election feel that the emotional well-being of the nation's teens is in peril. According to a research report released last month by prominent organization uh, Common Sense, 
that evaluates and rates the safety of media and technology for families. All right. Um, Common Sense Media based its report on an online survey. Uh, they uh, of 2,000 likely 2024 voters nationwide. So they're looking for a population that's most likely to vote. And they want to know, you know, how how the the voting population feels about, you know, particular things. In this case, the mental health of teens. What's interesting, uh, that the, the report details that the worry about the mental health of teens is shared almost equally by Democrats, Republicans, and independents. And I've said this all along. This is not a one side of the aisle issue. Truth is not a one side of the aisle issue. Parental rights is not a one side of the aisle issue. You know, the, the health of teens is not a one side of the aisle issue. This this spans all demographics. And the this this survey shows it. You know, Democrats and Republicans and independents are both worried about this. Uh, these diverse audiences see a crisis for young people struggling with mental health issues, says the Common Sense Media report. Across the board, Democrats, Republicans, independents, they're all seeing this. And they're all seeing this as a crisis in for young people. And these these young people are out here struggling, struggling with, with mental health. What's the solution? That, that, that's what they're asking. What's the solution? Common Sense Media Report continues. They also connect the dots clearly to schools and the need to expand access to mental health care within school settings. And this is where the report gets troubling to me. And this is where I, I stand in stark disagreement, that this report is, is applauding that parents are connecting the dots between schools and the need to expand access to mental health care within school settings. Dean, are you saying that you're against mental health care? No, I'm not saying that at all. Uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm for it. I, I, I applaud individuals who are in the counseling profession. They, they're doing the Lord's work. I, I don't agree that the crisis here in, in young people struggling with mental health should allow the door to creak open to expand mental health access within school settings because I, I don't trust the people in the school settings. You know, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago where Illinois and you know wanted to follow the the ways of Colorado and and have uh, mandatory mental health screenings for seventh through through twelfth graders. Uh, I, I don't think that's a good idea because who's who's running these these mental health screenings? What questions are they asking? Who's seeing the results? who's who's, you know, quote unquote, grading the results, who is judging the results to determine an outcome. And then, you know, are they going to share these re results with, with parents? I, I question that. I, I don't think it's a good idea. Um, and I, I think that parents, if this is true, according to the report, if parents are beginning to connect the dots 
to schools and the need to expand access to mental health care within school settings, I think that's erroneous thinking. I, I don't think those are the dots to be connected. I think the dots to be connected need to focus on what is truth and are our young people receiving truth. That's where we need to be connecting the dots. I mean, if we're trying to connect the dots to, look, there's a mental health crisis, we need to provide more mental health care. No. No, we need to get to the root cause of the crisis. What is the root cause of the crisis? And I I don't believe that expanding mental health care within a school setting is going to get to the root cause of the crisis. They've not proved that in the past. They, They have not proven to me that they have the ability to get to the root cause. You know what their root cause is? Oh, Johnny needs to be Janie. I mean, the problem is he's he's in the wrong body. That's the problem. Um, you, you know, the, the the problem here clearly is he's the wrong sex. I mean, that's you know, I mean that you know that's that's the issue. We got to get him. We got to get him transitioned socially, and then yeah, you know, legally, and then and then medically. Let's let's seal the deal here. Those are not the root causes, or or you know they want to dive into this diversity garbage. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're not diverse enough. That's, you know, that's why, that's why there's so much mental health struggles here. We need more diversity. Um, uh, you, you know, you know, that's not the root cause. To me, we have a crisis of truth. That's the issue here. We, we, we don't necessarily have a teen mental health crisis as much as we have a truth crisis and the teens are uh, exhibiting the results of that truth crisis. All right, we're up against it. We'll pick this up on the other side of the break. You're listening to The Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body. And now they found the solution. The miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase, the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. ASEA believes that inside each of us is the potential to feel our very best. Our redox-based products tap into reserves within you to power your personal well-being. Make our breakthrough products an essential step in fulfilling your greatest potential. ASEA, we power potential. For exclusive savings, use code OUTLOUD to save 15% off your first order today. Who's got time for a nasal invasion messing up your lifestyle? Crush those nasties before they become a problem. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order with the coupon code OUTLOUD, you'll receive 20% off the entire purchase. 
go to americaoutloud.shop. That's americaoutloud.shop and use coupon code OUTLOUD. Use CofixRx because it works. Welcome back to The Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. You are listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio. You can find us here Monday through Friday at the 2 p.m. Eastern time slot on americaoutloud.news. And we are grateful and happy that you are listening. Thank you for being a part of the Out Loud family. Thank you for getting on board The Dean's List. Uh, it's It's our objective here to shine the light of truth on the educational landscape and also to shine some hope. And we do that by taking the advice of uh, Samuel Adams, who, and, and I I write about this, uh, and you can see this little blurb here in my bio on the uh, on the Out Loud news page. But in, in, in case you're, you're, you're unaware, 1790, as Lieutenant Governor of Massachusetts, Samuel Adams writes a letter to John, who's the vice president. Okay, they're both second in command. They're both in powerful positions, uh, respectively. Samuel, in his letter to John, says, we have to renovate the age by um, by uniting pastors, statesmen, philosophers, patriots. We, we have to unite these individuals. Uh, and we have to renovate the age by by encouraging the fathers to to teach the the kids to teach the sons and the daughters to in, inculcate in the youth he says four things and the the first thing is the the love and fear of of the lord that's number 1 that's what we have to instill in our children to have a love and a fear for god and the second is universal philanthropy is what he says, but, you know, he's referring to a love for each other. You, you know, the this is the, the, the first two commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And then he goes on to talk about uh, having a love for country and then uh, to have this desire for self-government to pursue self-government or, or to have self-control, to, to actually love yourself and to be in control of yourself and to understand that, uh, it, you know, the laws that we have are laws for a just people. They're, they're laws for a people who want to govern themselves and who are willing to follow the law. To have a rule of law, you have to have people that want to follow that rule of law. All right. And and this is what Samuel Adams says to John is we have to renovate the age. And I, I'm just I'm 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 kind of shocked that in 1790, Samuel Adams thought the age needed to be renovated. He he thought they needed to go back to what once was. I mean, they're just three years removed from the the uh the constitution. You know, they're they're three years out of the, the constitution convention, you know, where they create this brand new document, you know, they they write the Northwest Ordinance that summer, 
you know, they, they they set out plans and guidelines for for other states to enter the union. I mean, this, but yet, yet two of our founding fathers believe that we needed to renovate the age. You know, Samuel's running that to John, and in John's reply, John Adams replies and says, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Yes, you know, we, we stand in lockstep. We stand in agreement. We must renovate the age, and there is a way to do it. Well, uh, you know, so we find ourselves in this moment where, you know, America, according to this report and this article out of the Epic Times that's commenting on the report, that America has a teen mental health crisis on its hands. You know, and what are we going to do about it? Uh, you know, and, and parents are starting to to connect the dots that that we need to uh, expand mental health in schools. We we need to we need to make this more readily available. And my contention is, you know, mental health is fine. Uh, I, I mean, mental health. Um, uh, Access to to mental health care is fine. I, I I'm I'm not against access to mental health care. Um, I'm I'm against expanding mental health care and putting it in the schools, because I I think the the true issue here is a crisis not of mental health in teens, but a crisis of truth that is or is not being taught to teens. I mean, it's not on display in anywhere in, in our government. You can look at the headlines and you can see you can see. You know, we we have we have a two-tier justice system. We 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 are operating like a banana republic. We're we're operating as if uh you know Trump is evil and we got and he's out there destroying democracy and we got to get rid of him. Uh all the while, you know, doing what we're doing to destroy democracy, even though we're not a democracy. And I, I probably shouldn't use that terminology. I, I, I should use it accurately. Uh, you know, they're out to destroy this republic. And, and, and they're doing it in very dishonest fashion. They're doing it by destroying truth. Truth is, uh, truth is being pummeled here. Truth is being destroyed. We are in a, a, a crisis of truth, and the kids are being affected by it. All right, so this article says that um, the negative effects of social media on young people's mental health is a top concern, including across party identification. All right, that's true. That, that's true because kids are not, they're not seeing full truth on social media, of course, it's going to affect them. Uh, they're, they're seeing, on social media, they're seeing a life that people want others to see. All right, they're seeing a life that people want to put on display. Is it the whole truth and nothing but the truth? I'm probably not. It probably is not. But kids are seeing the very best, and then they're offering up a comparison of their own life. And they're they're coming to this conclusion, you know, my life isn't as great as that life out there. So, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, what's the problem with me? And then mental health is going to plummet. Uh, when asked about their views on public schools, 
those surveyed ranked mental health as a top issue. For kids and teens, mental health struggles are by far the top major problem they see in schools, particularly for girls 15 to 17 years old. So high school girls, uh, you know, that, that's, that's where they're, they're seeing all this unfold. My premise is things would change if we, if we focused on truth. If we truly pursued what is true, what is good, what is beautiful, if we went after these things, and if this was the makeup of our, of our education across the board, we would see a, um, an increase and an improvement in mental health. That's my prediction. That's my claim. Uh, the Epic Times reports on um, uh, a survey that the CDC did back in 21, Youth Risk Behavior Survey. The CDC survey collected and reviewed 10 consecutive years of data on health behaviors and experiences from 2011 through 2021. Uh, even as the incidence of some teen conduct improved, including risky sexual practices, illicit drug and alcohol use, and bullying at school. So these three, these three areas have improved over the last 10 years. We've seen improvement. However, the prevalence of a variety of mental health problems have increased for this age demographic. So even though we're seeing uh, better choices in terms of, of of risky uh, sexual practices. We're seeing better choices in terms of uh, drug and alcohol use. We're seeing uh, a decrease in bullying. You know, we're seeing kids make the, the the better choice here in terms of of not bullying. So these three areas we're getting improvement, but the prevalence of mental health problems we're not seeing an improvement. We're seeing these these problems continue to increase. And I'm saying we're going to see these problems increase until we start educating kids in actual truth. Because that's what they want. They are, are sponges who who want accurate information. They want to be educated. Believe it or not, it, it, as much as your child might say to you, oh, I don't want to go to school. Do I have to go to school? They want to learn things. It's it's in their nature to want to learn. That's who we are as humans. We have this desire. Now, they might not want to learn math and English, but they want to learn. That you know, They might ask the question, when am I going to use algebra? Uh, you know, that... But, but that doesn't mean that they don't want to learn. And they're starving for education. And, and, and I question if we're actually giving it to them, at least in our public schools. I know if you find yourself a good classical Christian school, that your child will be educated. Because a classical Christian school is pursuing uh, foundational elements of, of truth and goodness and beauty. Uh, on the the biblical foundations of morality. That is, to me, that's the education that these kids are, are, are longing for. 
it's what they want. Uh, if we started teaching truth again, it's my contention that mental health would improve. If we just started telling them, no, look, Johnny, you're, you're a boy. Um, and, you know, you're always going to be a boy. Or, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what, what color you are. You have the freedom, you have the potential, you have the opportunity to pursue your dreams and be anything you want to be. Yes, I think we need to be telling kids this. Oh, you're setting up false hopes. No, you're not. You're not setting up false hopes. They have an opportunity to go after it and to pursue it. You're not guaranteeing that 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 they're going to be the president of the United States, but they have the opportunity and 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 the freedom to go after it. You're not guaranteeing the outcome. You're telling them that they have the potential. They have the freedom. They have the opportunity to pursue and go after that outcome, whatever that outcome is. This is what needs to be happening in our schools. We need to be telling them the truth. Also in 2021, back to the article. The U.S. Surgeon General issued a mental health advisory emphasizing and declaring a youth mental health crisis. In the report, the Surgeon General noted that the crisis predated COVID-19, but that the pandemic has dramatically changed their world, including the loss of a parent or grandparent to the disease, in-person time with friends, in-school classroom learning, access to mental health care, social services, um, and income, and lack thereof, and just missing out on important life events such as graduation ceremonies, sports competitions. Um, you know, Cindy and I were commenting the other day. Uh, we drove out to the lake where quite often we'll we'll um, we'll launch the boat in the summertime, and of course it, the docks are up and it's all quiet and peaceful, and you know we were just out there. Just, you know, I guess mentally preparing for summer. And we, as we were leaving, we we were commenting on a, on a memory that when we came out of COVID that summer, uh, that there was a, you know, once, once the park was finally opened up, this, the, the county park here where we, where we launched the boat, once that park was opened, the line to get in. You know, people's trucks and cars with their their boats in tow. The line was um, I've never seen it that way. I mean, normally you just you drive and you get right in. There might be another vehicle in front of you at the gate at the check in, you know, at the booth. Um, you know, maybe one or two vehicles in front of you, but this line went down the drive from the booth, which is I don't know, maybe quarter of a mile. Um, and then down the road, which is maybe, I don't know, a mile or two, maybe not two miles, maybe it's a mile. Um, it, and it was just, it was amazing to see that, you know, people just wanted to get back to their life. They wanted to just get back and, and just be with each other. I mean, we didn't know anybody in line with us, but, you know, we're just talking with people. And when we're getting out, and, and launching the boat, you know, you're talking to the person next to you and, uh, and you're just getting out in the water and it's just, it's a community. 
and, and, and people were just happy to be out there. And you could see, you know, people put the American flag in their boat and they're just, they're just happy to be there. So there is, you know, being a part of community and missing out on all that is, 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 you know, fundamental. All of that is, it, 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 it's accurate. And, and it's been documented that we need a community and, and we need the support of those around us. And yes, that does play a role in, in mental health and, and being on social media, it does also play a role because these kids are looking and they're seeing what else is happening and they don't necessarily maybe feel like their life is to that part, maybe that they don't have that community. So all of that is accurate and all of that is true. But the foundation of that has to be a foundation of actual truth. The community is important, but the foundation of the community has to be centered in actual truth. It, you know, the, the kids can't be told lies and then to think that they can have a community built on that because there's no community there. They, they, they have to be told the truth. In his story, um, there was an uh, Epic Times reporter who put out a story called Social Media Fueling the Epidemic of Teenage Depression. This was on October 6th. Uh, Vance Voltberg put this story together, and he wrote, Social media may perpetuate depression by doing the opposite of what it was allegedly created to do, enhance community and maintain friendships. He's absolutely 100% correct. Community and, and friendships are important. They're necessary, especially to young people. But the community and the friendships have to be built and founded on something foundational, such as truth. Um, if it's not founded on truth, it's not going to fly. All right. We are up against it this Monday. Speaking of flying, this Monday is doing just that. We will pick this up on the other side of the break. You are listening to The Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Expert opinions, honest debate, and in-depth investigations are what you've come to expect from AmericaOutloud.news. We don't shy away from speaking the truth boldly and plainly. All that's missing is the propaganda that has infected legacy and social media. Get the best of down and dirty, wholesome, American speak. Now is our time, my fellow Americans. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Today's high-stress, on-the-go lifestyle makes it hard to stay heart-healthy. Lifestyle changes like exercise and diet are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support three aspects of heart health, cholesterol, blood pressure, and triglycerides, with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients. You would need to take 13 pills to get the same amount of nutrients in each gel pack. And these great tasting gels come in a small packet. Tear off the top, shoot it down, or mix it in water. Get heart healthy 
Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD for 25% off. Welcome back to the Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. You are listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio. We are happy to have you on board. Uh, We're talking about this article from the Epic Times. They're reporting on the State of Kids and Families in America survey from the Common Sense Media Group. Uh, And the the survey declares that America has a teen mental health crisis on its hands. And... um, my comment is that uh, America has a crisis of truth on its hands. And we're we are simply watching, I shouldn't say simply, because it's just not that simple, but we're watching the ramifications of that crisis unfold in the lives of, of, of teenagers. Uh, Larry Elder, I, I like to follow Larry Elder. Uh, if you don't know who Larry Elder is, he ran for governor against Newsom in this last go around during the um, the recall. He lost, uh, you know, he actually probably won, you know, but he didn't. Uh, but he, uh, he, he posted this quote by Thomas Sowell the other day. Uh, Sowell says, a recently reprinted memoir by Frederick Douglass has footnotes explaining what words like arraigned, curied, and exculpate mean and explaining who Job was. In other words, this man, who was born a slave, and never went to school, educated himself to the point where his words now have to be explained to today's expensively undereducated generation. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, I mean, you know, Thomas Sowell just crushed it that we we do have an undereducated populace. You know, we have kids that aren't taught the truth or they're taught some version of it or they're taught just a little bit, just enough to get them by. I mean, we, last week we, we documented the, the eighth grade exam from that, from 1908 or it might've been 1912 and then we also looked at a, a reading book list, I think, from 1908. Maybe that was 1912. I'm not sure. One of those two years. Uh, and it, you know, the, the exam is, uh, I just, I don't know that, that eighth graders today could pass it. I mean, one of the simple questions on the exam was define a democracy, define uh, uh, a, a monarchy, Define an absolute monarchy. I think I think it was a limited monarchy versus an absolute, and then define a republic, and then give examples of each. And our our kids today they don't know the difference between a democracy and a republic. They think we're a democracy, and why do they think that? They think that because that's what we're told. You know, we talk about democracy, democracy, democracy. We're a democracy. Um, you know, we are at the risk of losing democracy if Donald Trump is real, you know, all that. You know, the Washington Post, their whole tagline is democracy dies in darkness. Uh, how about republic? Uh, you know, because the word democracy 
is not it's it's not in our constitution i've told this story before that uh, when i was teaching a government class at waterbrook you know we're a couple of weeks into it and i i talk about the country being a republic and not a democracy and, and one day the a girl came back and she said mr bowen um my dad says you're wrong that we are a democracy and i, I said you know you know your, your dad's a smart man he is. He, he's a smart man. I, I need you to do something for me. I, I, just, I want you to go home, and I, I want you to ask your dad to recite the Pledge of Allegiance and, and tell me where where it says that we are uh, a democracy. I mean, you need to do it right now. I pledge allegiance to the flag, United States of America, and to the to to the uh, oh to the republic for which it stands. Oh, so it's not not to the democracy for which it stands. I thought it was the no, uh-uh, it's to the republic. As a matter of fact, the Constitution guarantees that that the states and the nation will have a republican form of government. Oh, you mean not a not a democratic form of of, of government? No, no, not a not a democratic form of government. A republican form of government. We are a republic. Now I know uh, you know de Tocqueville you know called us a democracy um, you know probably because that's what he was used to you know that's what France was 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 trying to be but that's not what America was trying to be it's not what our founding fathers were trying to be our founding fathers were trying to be a republic that's what Franklin said to her that day in, in the street when she came up to him I wish I could remember her name she said, she said, Dr. Franklin, what do we have? And he said, you have a republic if you can keep it. And from that day forward, there have been forces at work trying hard uh, for us not to keep it. And, and some of those forces, many of those forces are in our media. And, and they are speaking things and telling things that are not true. And so now our kids are learning things that aren't true. And we have this mental health crisis on our hands, which is, in my opinion, a direct result of a, of a of a crisis of truth, because we're not telling our kids the truth, and inertly, innately, they they want that. Um, that that's 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 built into us. We, we want to know the truth. As as created beings by a God who who is truth, that desire to know that truth is inside of us. And they've been lied to from, you know, for decades. I mean, the lie, it just, I mean, you we could say it started here, but no, then it started here, but no, it actually started back here. But I mean, you know, we could trace it out. You know, one of the biggest lies that our kids were taught was that they weren't created, that that they came from a monkey, and that lie was, you know, was promulgated and 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 delivered and spoken. And then now we've got other lies, we've got other lies out there that that we're fighting against, and this is this is where the battle is. The battle is in education. It's a fight against the lies, you know. And I, I said to Alex Newman the other day, we. We um, we thought the battle was in the political arena, 
And that was just a diversion tactic. You know, that that just got us looking over there. And, and we weren't looking in, in the educational arena where the lies were unfolding and where they were raising generation after gener- generation after generation to believe a lie. And, and we weren't paying attention to that. And now all of a sudden we're looking over here and we're paying attention. And the question that we have to ask ourselves is this, is it too late? That's the question. Is it too late? Did the diversion tactic uh, do what it intended to do? And is it too late? Uh, to me, the answer is no. It's never too late. Uh, there's always hope. And that's why we're here. Because it's not too late. Because we are, every day, uh, we're, we are fighting for truth. And we're fighting for truth to prevail. We're, we're fighting against the lies and against the evil that is, that is, that's risen up against us, risen up against our history, risen up against what we know to be factual. Uh, so this article here, this this next article I'm looking at, which I referenced earlier, is entitled "Diversity Training Increases Prejudice." and activates bigotry among participants, all right? So that we've been told this lie now for years, DEI, it's the way to go, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And, you know, these big universities, are. this is what they're doing. They've got these diversity, equity, and inclusion offices, and all they're doing is creating more racism. All they're doing is creating more bigotry. Uh, You know, all they're doing is creating, well... I've got another article here. Uh, where is that one? That one is called. Um, oh yeah, here it is. No, that's not it. Okay, I've got, <laughs> got so many articles. I'm just like a, a puppy dog, you know, hollering squirrel. Uh, I've got another article here that that talks about um, the the uh, congressional committee that's calling um, they're calling another one of these universities back uh, you know back to the back to the floor back to the table to be um, to be drilled again you know in terms of of this uh, this diversity equity and and, and and inclusion oh here it is here it is uh, House Chairwoman subpoenas three Harvard leaders in campus anti-Semitism probe. All right, so they're still going after it. Um, MIT suspends pro-Palestinian group for failing to get permission to protest. Oh, MIT is out there trying to just, yeah, because they, they, they've they come out, you know, without, uh, they've come out somewhat unscathed, unlike Harvard and Penn. All right, nonetheless, Back to this article here, diversity training. We're now realizing it's not what it was what it was billed to be. Um, David Haskell released his study for the Aristotle Foundation for Public Policy on February twelfth. The social scientist and associate professor at Wilfrid Laurel University says DEI training does more harm than good, and calls his findings a reality check. All right, so this is what we we knew. We knew this, but it's important to have somebody of some caliber, somebody of some quality to come out with a study and say, ah, there it is. There's the pudding and the proof is inside of it. 
quote, a growing number of high-profile cases suggest that diversity workshops and their supporting materials regularly promote questionable claims, particularly about the overarching malicious character of the majority population. Similarly, hostility towards those who challenge DEI claims is part of the pattern. (laughs) Just... Oh, yeah, you got to be hostile towards anyone that's going to challenge the lie that we're saying to you. You you must believe the lie. And if you challenge it, by golly, you're going to rue the day. Uh, the national and international research shows there is often a disconnect between the evidence and the claims of DEI advocates. I love that line. That line is fantastic. There's often a disconnect between the evidence and the claims. Uh, This could be said for anything the left is promoting. There's often a disconnect between the evidence and the claims of climate change. There's often a disconnect between the evidence and the claims of, of, of what's happening at the border. There's often a disconnect between the evidence and the claims for what the current administration is trying to do to its chief political opponent. In an extreme example, back to the article, Richard Bilzo, Bilkso, a 60-year-old Toronto District School Board principal who challenged DEI claims, took his own life last July. His lawyer, Lisa Bildy, suggested that harassment he received following DEI training in 2021 directly contributed to his death. A workplace safety and insurance board ruling confirmed that he had been the subject of workplace harassment and bullying. Okay, this is an adult man. He's 60 years old, but he doesn't get in lockstep with with the DEI training. And and what are the other adults going to do? They're going to bully him? And then, you know, we've got, you know, people claiming that teens are in a mental health crisis because they're being bullied. And yet we have 60-year-old men that are also being, you know, being bullied. That That's not a, that, my friends, is not a, um, that's not a teen problem. That's not a child problem. That, that's a problem. And, and this is why, uh, you know, Christ said the second, uh, the second law is like the first, Love your neighbor, just like you would love yourself. And all of us, you know, we love ourselves. And 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 Jesus said, love your neighbor. He didn't say bully your neighbor when they disagree with you on DEI. You got to get them in lockstep. That, my friends, is a, is a Marxist way of thinking. That's an anti-Christian way of thinking. Back to the article. Claims that Canada and other Western countries are systemically racist are not born out of a statistical analysis of differences in outcomes, Mr. Haskell's papers state. It cites Foundation colleague Matthew Lau, who wrote, quote, the data on disparities in income, educational attainment, occupational outcomes, and public school test scores show that on average, Asians are doing better than the white population. The paper also argues that the purported positive results of DEI training are as questionable as its premise and that a focus on implicit bias 
white privilege and microaggressions do not foster harmony. Uh, to prove the effectiveness of DEI instruction, proponents often point to surveys conducted before and after workshops that show following training, participants are much more likely to articulate answers that align with the pro-DEI ideas. Well, of course they are. They just got drilled on it. This type of methodology has drawn criticism and has proven to be unreliable. Uh, yeah, right. And so I guess back to this this sentence that talked about uh, test scores show that on average Asians are doing better than the white population. Uh, now they're they're referring to Asians as, as white people. Asians are not white because it goes against their um, their mantra. It goes against their belief that white privilege, you know, everything comes out of white privilege. And so uh, now Asians are white. So this is what I'm talking about. This is this is the these are the lies that we're up against. And these are the lies that our students are being fed. And it's these are the lies that that families, adults are being fed. And, you know, so while we're watching this mental health crisis unfold in the lives of the young people, in my opinion here, friends, the root cause is a crisis of the truth. It's because kids are not being told the truth and their families are not being told the truth. Uh, parents are being lied to, you know, they're being told, you know, Johnny's Johnny in school. He's not Janie. Oh, he's never Janie. He's Johnny. And we're being lied that, you know, the border isn't, there's no crisis at the border yet. We can see it unfold. And, and we're, we're you know, we're, we're being lied to that Biden's chief political opponent is actually evil and, and he needs to be in prison for, you know, 300 years. I'm telling you, it is a, it's a crisis of truth. All right. I wish we had more time today, but we don't. We will uh, we'll dive back into it tomorrow. Thank you for joining me. Encourage your friends and family to get on the Dean's List. Let's unite to renovate the age.